Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 56 is going to be from Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 15. In order to not be partial to the poor or honor the mighty, the rich, the man of God must judge his neighbor in righteousness. Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 15 reads, You shall do no injustice in judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor, nor honor the person of the mighty. In righteousness, you shall judge your neighbor. Here in Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 15, you had the poor coming to judgment and you had the rich coming to judgment. Something had been done wrong. And both these people are coming before the court, as you would say. And what the writer of Leviticus is talking about here is that the rich should not receive any partiality and the poor should not receive any partiality. When judgments are to be made, when you have to judge your neighbor, in righteousness you shall judge your neighbor according to the law. Whatever the law has to say is how you shall judge your neighbor. In James chapter 2, we have this similar account. James chapter 2, starting in verse 1, it says, My brethren, do not hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with partiality. For if there should come to you into your assembly a man with gold rings in fine apparel, and there should also come in a poor man in filthy clothes, and you pay attention to the one wearing the fine clothes, and say to him, You sit here in a good place, and say to the poor man, You stand there, or sit here at my footstool, have you not shown partiality amongst yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Notice that when judgments have to take place, uh, from Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 15, we are to judge righteously. But these judges here in James chapter 2, these people are judging inappropriately. And so they are not judging with the right heart. They're saying that this poor man is less than this rich man and that this rich man should sit here in this good spot or this poor man should sit here in this bad spot or where he's not to be seen because his clothes are torn and he stinks a little bit. And But that's not the way that we are supposed to be. Have you not shown partiality amongst yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? This is not what God does. God does not judge us as to whether we're poor or rich, whether we deserve his forgiveness, his mercy, and his grace. He simply judges us as to whether or not we are trying our best before him, that we are repenting of our sins that we have committed in our lives and are trying our best to live approved of in his sight, rightly dividing the word of truth. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, going on in verse 5 of James chapter 2. Listen, my beloved brethren, has God not chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Do not the rich oppress you and drag you into the courts? Notice the similarities back again with Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 15. You shall do no injustice in judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor nor honor the person of the mighty. In righteousness, you shall judge your neighbor. 
In order to not be partial to the poor or honor the mighty, the rich, the man of God must judge his neighbor in righteousness. And that's what we must do. We must judge our neighbor in righteousness. Notice verse 6 in James chapter 2 again. But you have dishonored the poor man. Do not the rich oppress you and drag you into courts? And so the rich are the ones that are trying to get their money from you is what he's saying here. They're taking advantage of you and you're the, you are upholding them because you're more concerned about their money than the salvation of people's souls. And we need to be in the business of saving people's souls or helping people come to God. It doesn't matter if they're rich or if they're poor. They both have the same right to hear the word of God and they both have a need of him. Going on to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, verses 13 and 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether it is good or evil. Come judgment day, it is not going to matter whether you're rich or poor, whether you had a lot of things or or not very many things at all. What's going to matter is if you kept the word of God. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing. You see, it's not going to matter to God. You can't buy your way into heaven, and he's not going to accept you into heaven simply because you were poor and you didn't have very many good things of this world. If you kept his commandments, then that's what is going to matter. You see, Abraham was a fairly wealthy man, but he used his wealth appropriately. Going over into the New Testament, you had the young rich ruler who asked how he should inherit the kingdom of God. Jesus told him, keep the commandments. He said, all these things I've done for my youth. Jesus said, if you want to be perfect, sell everything that you have, give it to the poor and come and follow me, and you will have treasures in heaven. But the rich, rich young ruler went away sorrowful, for he had many possessions. He was unwilling to get rid of the things that he had in order to go to heaven. And so this rich man was not going to go to heaven unless he repented of the sin that he was committed in placing his treasures above God. Whereas Abraham was a rich man that did his best to serve God, even though he had money. And so it doesn't matter if you're rich or if you're poor, we still need to judge our neighbor in righteousness. Money does not buy forgiveness. And the fact that you have no money does not give you a reason to sin either. In Matthew chapter 7 and verse 1, it says, Judge not that you be not judged. This is one of the most abused verses in all the Bible. The fact that we are not to do any judging of our neighbors at all. And to say that is to take this verse completely out of its context and not read the next few verses. Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 5. Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with what measure you measure, it will be measured back to you. Notice verse 2 as it relates to Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 15. You shall do no injustice in judgment. 
Isn't that what Matthew chapter 7 is talking about here? You shall do no injustice in judgment. Read verse 2 again with me. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged, and with what measure you use, it will be measured back to you. In other words, he's telling the people here in Matthew to judge fairly. The same as he is in Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 15. You shall do no injustice in judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor, nor honor the person of the mighty. In righteousness you shall judge your neighbor. Notice this is exactly what he says here in Matthew chapter 7 and verses 1 through 5. Verse 3, And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but you do not consider the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye. In other words, if you haven't judged yourself and taken the plank out of your own eye, how are you going to judge your brother righteously? Notice again, Leviticus chapter 19, and verse 15, the end of it, in righteousness you shall judge your neighbor. Until you have removed that plank from your own eye, you're not going to be able to see clearly to judge your brother. You need to be righteous yourself in order to judge your brother. Look at verse 5 of Matthew. Matthew chapter 7, hypocrite, first remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And so we see that judgments are to take place, but we are to remove the plank from our own eye. We cannot judge hypocritically. We cannot say, don't do this and turn right around and do it ourselves. This is what is being talked about here. It's not condemning all judging, but it's condemning unrighteous judging. We need to do no injustice in our judging. We need to make sure that we're using the word of God to do the judging instead of our own personal opinions and how we look at things. We go to the word of God to find out how to judge matters and how to judge certain injustices. Verse 2 of Matthew chapter 7, for with what judgment you judge. Well, what judgment should we be using? We should be using the word of God. John chapter 17 and verse 17, sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word is truth. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And so if we're using our own hypocritical judgment to judge others, then we're going to be judged appropriately. And with what measure you use, it will be measured back to you. What measure are you using to make that judgment? If you're using the Word of God, if the Word of God has said this is wrong and you're holding people to the Word of God and you're living the life yourself, then you are not judging them. The Word of God is. You're using the Word of God as the measure by which we hold people accountable. And that's what we need to be doing. We need to be using the Word of God as our measuring stick to hold people accountable. In John chapter 7 and verse 24, it says, Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Well, how are we going to have righteous judgment? We're going to use the Word of God to make our judgments if we are going to judge righteously. In John chapter 12, verses 47 through 50, and if anyone hears my words and does not believe them, Jesus is speaking here, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. So Jesus says, I do not judge him. Notice that this is when he was here on earth with us. And if anyone hears my words and does not believe, I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. Verse 48, he who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. And so Jesus says, I'm not going to judge him, 
But the word that I'm speaking is going to judge him, and it is from God, verse 49. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me gave me a command, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is everlasting life. Therefore, whatever I speak, just as the Father has told me, so I speak. And so Jesus is using the Father's words as his measuring stick. Going back to Matthew chapter 7 and verses 1 through 5, judge not that ye be not judged, for with what judgment you judge, well, what judgment was Jesus using? He said that he didn't come to judge, but he was using something as a measuring stick to judge. The words of the Father, verse 49 of John chapter 12, for with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Jesus used the words of God, and he said the words of the Father are how we are going to be judged today. And so it is the same measuring stick that we are to use that Jesus used in making judgments. Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. When we use the word of God as our measuring stick, we are judging with righteous judgment. Going back to Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 15, you shall do no injustice in judgment. You shall not be partial to the poor, nor honor the person of the mighty. In righteousness, you shall judge your neighbor. And so when the Bible says in Matthew chapter 7 and verse 1, judge not lest you be judged, he is telling them to judge appropriately. Use the word of God. Show no partiality in your judging. If a poor person comes to you and is doing a sin and a righteous man come, or a rich man comes to you and is doing the same sin, then you are to judge them equally. In righteousness, you shall judge your neighbor because the word of God does not change. It's the same for the rich man as it is to the poor man. And it will always be the same. Notice 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 7, when David was being selected as the next king, this is what the Lord said to Samuel. Do not look at his appearance, talking about David's brothers, or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. God said, I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as a man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. The outward appearance oftentimes is reflection of whether we're rich or we're poor. We're big in stature and strong in stature or small in stature. God doesn't look at that. He looks at the heart, whether the heart is living for him or not. And that's how we have to look at it as well. We have to look at the heart. And we know the heart, according to Matthew chapter 7 and verse 20 and 21. Therefore, by their fruits, you will know them. And then going on into verse 21, says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. And so we judge righteously by what the word of God says their fruits should be and whether or not they're producing the right fruits in their life. And so we can know a false teacher by the fruit that they are producing in their life. And we can make judgments as to whether someone is a truthful teacher or a false teacher by what the word of God has to say, by using it as our measuring stick for how we make judgments in our life today, because we're going to be judged by it. So as we go about our lives today, 
Let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you.